So how are you guys doing this morning? Anybody good? Anybody happy to be here worshiping God? Come on. Come on. I'm so excited to be here this morning um, because I get to continue our summer series uh, called Simply. And I just have to say, I know, shameless plug, if you've missed the last couple weeks, you've missed the last couple months, you've missed the whole series maybe, you've missed out, honestly. Like truly, honestly, you've missed out. You're going to want to hop on your phone after the service, not right now, but after the service, hop on your phone Head to gateway.ac slash messages, check out our podcast, check out our YouTube, check out our Facebook, and watch some of the old messages. Because this series, I honestly believe this series has the potential to change some of our lives. See, so often, I think, we as Christians, we can get caught up in the minute, unimportant details of what it means to follow Jesus, and, and we can kind of forget, like, the important things. We can forget what truly matters, what truly matters in faith. And so, this summer, we've been working through the core tenets of what it means to follow Jesus, the core truths about what it means to be a Christian. And so we've talked about Jesus, who he is, what he did, why that matters. We've talked about the Holy Spirit, who he is, uh, and the power that we have access to through the Spirit. We've talked about who we are in Christ as Christians. We've talked about grace and what that is. We've talked about worship, why we worship, what, what is worship, and why that's important. We've talked about giving and the importance of giving. And this morning, I'm really excited to talk about one of the most important things, I think, in Christian life. One of the things that actually a lot of Christians tend to forget, and that is prayer. Simply prayer. See, oftentimes in life, I think Christians can overcomplicate prayer. We can make prayer something that it really is not. But prayer, in its simplest form, simplest definition, prayer is talking to God. Come on, somebody on the online chat, throw that in the chat. Prayer is talking to God. Prayer is our method of communicating with God, of connecting with God. Because you see, I believe that when Jesus died on the cross, yes, he died on the cross so that we can be saved, so that we can go to heaven, but I also believe that Jesus actually wants to have a connection with you. He wants to know you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to be a part of your life. And how that happens is through prayer. See, let me illustrate this for you guys. How many of you guys have a smartphone? Come on. Yeah? Yeah? I heard a pastor um, do this illustration, and I loved it. Uh, so this is my phone. It's an older phone. It's about three years old. It's a, it's a Google Pixel phone. I love it. It's old. It's a bit outdated. Battery is completely, like, dying, so I need to upgrade it soon. But, but phones are incredibly powerful, right? Come on. Yeah? Yeah? Like, it's incredible what a phone can do, right? Like, with this phone... I call my parents every Monday. They live in Ontario. I get to connect with them. With this phone, me and my wife just bought a house a couple months ago, and I was able to actually like video chat with my parents and be like, so this is the living room, and this is the kitchen, and they're in Ontario, and they're not coming out here, so they're not going to see it probably for the next year, but I was able to show them the house. With this phone, if I have a problem with my dryer, I can look it up on YouTube and find some Indian dude who'll be like, here's what you need to do to fix your phone, or fix your dryer. It's pretty cool. With this phone, we have unlimited potential. There's so much we can do with this phone. But let me ask you guys this. How often do you charge your phone? Every day. Come on. Some of you charge it more than once a day. Me, my phone, as I said earlier, my battery is dying. So I'm like, if I'm using it at all, I'm charging it at least two or three times a day. And I know some people in the room probably, like, I've heard some people can go like a week without charging their phone. If that's you, 
please teach me your methods. It doesn't, I can't do it. They, they advertise these phones as being like 24-hour batteries, and I get about 11, and I'm like, even brand new, I'm like, that's it. But at the very least, most of us are charging our phones daily because we know that we cannot go through life connecting with everything and everyone if this phone is never connected to the power source. So what I'm getting at here is I think very often our lives are a lot like phone. See, I believe that each and every one of us has unlimited potential. We are each uniquely skilled. We are each uniquely gifted. We have unlimited potential of what we can do with our lives. And prayer is our connection to the power source, to the God of love, the God of peace, the God of wisdom, the God who is there for us, supporting us, always, always there to be, be a part of our lives and to, and to help us out. Prayer is our connection to the power source. And you see, you can go through life not connecting with God. But if you go through life connecting with everything, connecting with everyone, trying to fix everything on your own without ever connecting to the power source, at some point you're going to find yourself dead, you're going to find yourself dry, you're going to find yourself burnt out because you haven't taken time to plug in. See, as much power as this phone might have, and it's incredible. Like, I, my house is wired up with a whole bunch of smart home tech. Right now, I could turn on my living room lights. I could check who's at the door. I could, uh, what else can I do? I could turn on my TV, turn off my TV. I could, my wife were at home, I could freak her out right now and like suddenly turn off the TV she's watching the service on, but she's not, she's here. So I, I'm not going to prank her this morning. Um, but it's incredible, the things I can do with this phone, but if it's never plugged into the power source, it might as well be a brick. It's worthless. See, par prayer is a conversation with God. And prayer is powerful. Prayer can change things. In your life, in others' lives, in the world. But I think very often, we as Christians, we don't pray. Not because we don't want to pray, but I think honestly very often because we don't know how to pray. See, so often people like to portray prayer in so many different ways and try to teach you different things about prayer. And they make prayer really complicated that, that it can be difficult to actually understand how to pray. For me, as a kid, I grew up in a Christian home, and my parents were powerful prayer warriors. It was really cool because they would be always praying. Like, uh, my mom would get up at like 4 in the morning, and I would get up at like 8, and I'd go downstairs, and she'd be on the couch, and I'd be like, oh, mom, how did you sleep? Oh, I got up at 4 a.m. Oh, what have you been doing for the last four hours? Praying. I'm like, Okay. Like, that's incredible. And, and my parents, they would they'd pray and pray and pray, and we'd pray before meals, we'd pray before bed, we'd pray when something goes wrong, we'd pray when we get up. And, and there was a lot of prayer in my house. It was really cool because it helped me to learn to actually hear God's voice, which was awesome. But, but, when I started to get older, and I became a teenager, and I started to believe in Jesus because I wanted to, started to take ownership of my faith, I started to get intimidated by prayer. And it wasn't because of anything my parents did, but I started going to youth group, and there was all of these youth and all of these youth leaders who were really good at praying. Like, really good at praying. Like, they could pray for five, ten minutes about something. 
And they would just speak the right words and the right phrases. And they would just have Bible verses worked into there. And then I would go home after hearing these prayers, and I'd be like, wow, these prayers are incredible. And I would go home, and I'd be like trying to mimic them. And I'd be like, God, bless my family. Amen? And I was intimidated by prayer because I thought that for God to hear you, you had to say the right things or speak for a long time. And it wasn't until I got into Bible college that I started to realize that prayer is not about saying the right things. Prayer is just about connecting with God. Connecting with the God who loves you no matter what. Prayer is about a connection. See, Matthew 6, 5, Jesus, he's teaching his disciples, he's teaching this crowd in, in what we like to call the Sermon on the Mount, um, and he starts talking about prayer. And he says this, and I love this. It says, whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. If anyone's an introvert in the room, thank God for this verse. Jesus is saying, don't go on the street corners to pray. That's good, because if that, were, if that were the requirement, I would probably never pray, just being real. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in the secret, and your Father who sees in the secret will reward you. You know, I love this. Jesus is saying, hey, guys, you know those people that you look up to because they pray really good prayers? Yeah, you might admire them, but I don't. They're not praying to connect with me. They're praying to get famous. Don't be like them. See, the message translation puts it this way. It says, don't turn prayer into a theatrical production hoping to be the star. Love that. Don't try to get famous off of prayer. Instead, find a place where you won't be tempted to role play before God. Love that. Find a place where you can be real, where you can be yourself where you can connect with God. Because God doesn't want to know the version of you that you portray to us. He doesn't want to know the version of you that you portray to others, that you pretend to be. He wants to know you, the real you. See, prayer is not about putting on a show or sounding eloquent or saying the right things. Prayer is just about getting alone with God. And then Jesus goes on and he says this, When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And this is the thing that took me forever as a kid to understand. Because I thought that if you pray the right things, you say the right things, if you add Bible verses somehow into your prayer, that God somehow would hear you better. But no, what Jesus is saying is it doesn't matter what you say. What matters is the relationship, it's the connection. See, there's this verse in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 that really messed me up as a kid. Because it says in this verse, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And as a kid, I was like, rejoice always. Well, i got a problem. I'm not always happy. Pray without ceasing. God, I've got a life. Like, come on. As a kid, it's not really a huge life. But, you know. And give thanks in all circumstances. Well, I, I'm not always thankful. And it took me forever to realize that Jesus isn't, or, or the Bible isn't saying, hey, uh, you need to spend every second of every day kneeling beside your bed, hands folded, praying, and talking to God. No, it's talking about a continued conversation. 
See, this, there, there's this quote by, um, by a dude named, uh, named Smith Wigglesworth. He was a theologian from the 19th century. And he says this, and I thought it was brilliant. He says, I never pray for more than 20 minutes, but I never go more than 20 minutes without praying. Come on. That's good. I never go, I never pray more than 20 minutes, but I never go more than 20 minutes without praying. This prayer isn't about praying the right thing, about saying the right words, sounding eloquent, praying for a long time. Prayer is about a connection, a continued conversation. As I'm going through my day, sharing my life with God. As I walk out of a meeting, God, thank you for helping me in that meeting. That person was really painful to deal with. I really wanted to strangle them at times, but thank you for giving me the patience. God, I'm walking into this next meeting. Lord, just give me the peace and the strength to get through this because I'm tired. I'm exhausted as you're driving home. Oh, God, thank you for another day at work. It was hard, but, but you, were, you came through for me. As, as you're at home and you're dealing with kids or you're dealing with your spouse, God, I just pray for peace in these relationships and for help in these relationships that my kids will grow up to be men and women of you. It's making God a part of your life. And I love this whole passage because we see Jesus dismantling some of the popular beliefs of the time that the Pharisees and the religious leaders had been promoting. He's saying, hey, prayer is not about going out on the street corner, going into public and praying. No, you don't have to do that. It's like prayer isn't about saying the right things or sounding good or praying for a long time. No, you don't have to worry about that. Instead, he says, find someplace quiet. Distance yourself from people. Distance yourself from your phone. Because when you're around people and you're around your phone, you won't have the focus or the time to do this. Find someplace quiet and connect with and see, what Jesus is demonstrating here is that there is no right or wrong way to pray. Prayer is just about a connection. All you have to do is talk. And the beauty of prayer is that there is so much scripture that shows us that God answers. God hears our prayer. See, Psalms 5.3, it says, Each morning you listen to my prayer as I, may, as I bring my requests to you and wait for your reply. There's so many verses like this in the Bible, but I love this passage because it, it just echoes it so perfectly. Says the psalmist, he's writing, God, every morning I come to you and I'm like, I need, I need help with this. I would love for you to do this. And then once I give my request, I wait for your reply. And that's not a passive, like, I go about my day hoping that you'll answer. That's a, I'm anticipating your answer. Because so when we pray, God hears you. Prayer is not a passive activity. Prayer is an active activity that as you speak, God hears and God answers. But you see, the beauty of prayer is not found in what God can do for me. It's actually found in talking to God for who he is. See, for me personally, prayer has been one of the core reasons that I'm able to actually stand on the stage and to speak to you. The core reasons... I have not actually given up on the church or given up in, on faith because I can find myself, my, my life can be incredibly busy. I can be doing so much stuff, but one thing that I try to do every day and be intentional in doing is pray. See, God has allowed me to do some incredible things and to see some incredible things. He has allowed me like, to be able to stand on the stage and speak to you guys, which 
If you would ask me, like four years ago, before I'd ever preached, if you would ask me, hey, you want to preach on a Sunday, I would have freaked out. Like, honestly, the first time that I was asked to speak on a Sunday, I was like, God, if you don't come through for me, this ain't happening. Like, let's just be real. And sometimes I'll come up and I'll be, like, confident. I'll be ready. And sometimes I'll just come up and I'll be so nervous. And I'm like, God, you've got to help me. And then some, I, I've also seen through, through prayer, I've seen people healed. God has allowed me to pray for people and seen the miraculous happen. See people's backs that were in pain, just the pain melt away. See people who can't move their necks be able to move fully and have full range of motion. See people who have cancer, that cancer melts away and they go to the doctor and they, they get a report and they, their doctor's like, there's no more cancer. God has allowed me to see that kind of thing through prayer. As well, God, like, I, I've, I have the, the privilege of running a lot of different programs and a lot of different events here at Gateway that I have no right running. I have zero training on how to run groups. No idea what I'm doing. Just being real. But God has given me the strength to be able to do it. God has given me, through prayer, the ability to be able to walk into situation where just situations where there's darkness and speak light where there's hurting people and speak hope, even though I don't, can't relate, even though I don't know the right answer, he's given me the wisdom in those situations. And honestly, that's not because I'm particularly skilled, but rather because I'm connected to the source, connecting with God. I'm being intentional daily to connect with God. I can walk into situations I have no right being in and speak life because I know that God will give me the wisdom and he will give me the strength to move in those ways. And that's all because of prayer. So this morning, I want to give you guys four reasons why you should pray. Because I'm the type of person that when you tell me to do something, I'm like, why? Anybody like that? Come on, anybody like to know the why? Yeah? I was that annoying kid that I'm sure my parents hated this, and they are like, don't do that! I'm like, why? Please do this. Why? Like, I, want, I just want to know the reason. Come on. So I want to give you four reasons why, because I like to know the why. Number one is this. Prayer invites. See, Revelations 3.20, it says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. See, the context of this passage is, is Jesus is speaking to this church in, or the church of Laodicea in Revelation, and he's saying, hey, you guys, you are lukewarm. You're neither hot, which would be great. You're neither cold, which would also be great. You are lukewarm. You're on the fence about following me. You're choosing to believe in me just to get the benefits, but you're not committing. I want to know you. I want to be in a relationship with you. And he's like, hey, I'm at the door. I'm knocking. Let me in. See, God wants to be a part of our lives, but he won't force himself. I heard a pastor, Pastor Mike Todd, he put it this way. God's a gentleman. He's not going to invade your life. You have to let him in. And so often, we want God, when we're struggling, when we have problems, we want God to swoop in like Iron Man and be like, I am God. I am here to solve all of your issues. But that's not how it works. Hey, I... I saw you had a hard day at work today. You want to talk? Oh, you'd, you'd rather rant on Facebook? Oh, okay. Cool. Hey, I hear some crying, some whimpering. Like, are, are you doing okay? 
you know, I'm, I'm a really good listener. I'd love, to, I'd love to chat and connect. Oh, you, you'd rather binge watch Stranger Things on Netflix? Okay. Okay, cool. Hey, I saw you had an excellent day. Can I come in? Can we celebrate? It's so exciting. Oh, you'd rather hang out with your friends? Okay. See, God wants to be a part of our lives, but he's not going to force himself on us. We have to let him in. So prayer invites, and number two, prayer connects. Prayer connects. You see, I believe that God is a dad, and he, he wants to know us. He wants to know us. He wants to be a part of our lives. But so often I think we treat God like a Wendy's drive through We, like, pull up in our car, roll down the window. God, can I get one order of healing for my friend Bob? One order of peace for my wife. She's struggling with anxiety right now. And um, if you have it in stock, could you give us, like, one order of, like, financial peace? That would be really great. Okay, cool. Bye, God. We treat God as if he's Santa. We sit on his lap once a year, and we're like, give, give me this and this and this and this and this, and God's not going to be your Santa. He doesn't want to be your Santa. He doesn't want to be your Wendy's drive through person. He, he wants to know you. He doesn't want to just, just have us go to him when we need something. He actually wants to have a relationship with you. See, all throughout the Bible, we see this love story written throughout the entirety of Scripture where God creates man. He creates Adam. He creates Eve, and he walks with them in the garden, and then they screw it up. They bring sin into the world, and they creates this separation, this divide between us and God, and constantly God is working to bring us back into relationship with him culminating in the death of Jesus on the cross. Because all of it, all of the history that we read in the Bible, it was all about relationship. God wanting to be close to the ones he created. And you see, the reality with relationship is a core key part of a relationship is communication. So I've been married for almost two years now. And I can honestly say there's so much I'm going to learn, I still have to learn about marriage and about relationships. Like, there's people in this room who have probably been married for longer than I've actually been alive. And, like, you guys probably know what's going on. So I've only been married for two years, so I, I still know I have a lot to learn. But one of the first things I learned about relationships when I started dating my wife, Kim, was the importance of communication. Importance of if you want a relationship to succeed, you have to communicate. And the thing is, if I were to treat my wife the way most Christians treat God, there would be no relationship. If whenever, if the only time I talked to my wife was like, hey, dear, I need you to give me $500. I need you to solve this problem for me. I need you to do this for me. If that was the only time I talked with my wife, well, we'd be having problems. Or, 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 if I did the other thing that Christians like to do, which is talk to God for only like maybe a minute and a half every day, there'd be even more issues. Be like, okay, wife, you have 90 seconds to let me know what's going on in your life. Oh, 89, 90, that's it. We'd have no idea what's going on in each other's lives. And yeah, God can see what's going on. He can see what's happening, but he wants to be a part of your life. He wants you to choose to let him in. You see, God wants to have this relationship with you. And relationships require communication. 
And this is the privilege that we have with God, that God loves us so much that he wants to be close to us. He wants to know us. He wants to be a part of our lives. And we get to, through prayer, to connect with him, even when we don't see him. So prayer invites, prayer connects, and number three, prayer reminds. You know, so often, as a pastor, I, I get to have these conversations with people where they're just really struggling. They're anxious. They're depressed. They're, they're just struggling with lies that they started to believe about themselves. And you see, in life, there's so much negativity that goes around that it's easy to start believing lies. Sometimes people will sell, tell you a lie, and you'll just start to believe it about yourself. Sometimes the world will t portray a lie or make you feel small and just through circumstances, and you start to believe these lies about yourself. But the beauty of prayer is that while people might try to tell you lies about who you are, in prayer, God likes to remind us who we are. See, let me illustrate this for you guys. Going back to my phone. This is a Google Pixel 2 phone, three years old again, a little outdated, but you know. So let me ask you this. Who got to decide that this phone's name is a Google Pixel? Google. Okay, okay. We're on the same page. It's good. So let's say I bought this phone, and I didn't like the name. And I was like, this is a Pixel 2 but I don't like the name Pixel 2. I'm going to call this an iPhone 11. Does that make this an iPhone 11? No, because I have no authority over the naming rights of this phone. The only people who have authority is the manufacturers. See, people can say whatever they want about you. They can tell you lies about who you are. They can, they can try and make you feel small, but the Bible tells us that God is the one who created you in your mother's womb. God is the one um, who loves you, who created you, who, who, who is there for you, and he holds the naming rights. If you want to know who you are, you've got to connect with the one who created you. So when people or situations try and tell you who you are and make you feel small and make you feel broken and make you feel lesser than you actually are, it's time to connect. Connect with God and hear what he says about you. So prayer invites, prayer connects, prayer reminds, and lastly, prayer is a weapon. See, prayer is the thing that allows me to go into situations that I have no right being in and actually change things. See, James 5, it says, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. And then it goes on and it says, is anyone among you sick? Gather the elders and have them anoint, lay hands on you and anoint you with oil and pray for you. For the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. You see, so often we go through life and we put down our weapon. We put down our weapon. We go through these hard times and we're like, God, we need you, we need you, we need you. And then life gets easy and we, we put it down. We put down our weapon. Because we've only been using prayer to get something from God. You see, some Christians have actually only prayed once in their life and that was to accept Jesus into their heart. God's like, no, I want to know you. I want to have a relationship with you. No, part of the relationship I want to have to you, with you is to actually connect with you and to give you the power and the authority to step into dark situations and command light. To step into to hopeless places and bring hope. To step into broken situations and command healing. To stand before anxiety and command peace in the name of Jesus. See, in Luke 11, Jesus, he says, all authority has been given to me, and I am giving you all authority over every work of the enemy. 
See, we have the power and the authority through Christ, through prayer, to change things, to change the world. See, prayer has the power to change us, to change others, and to change the world. And some of the issues that you are struggling with right now, you're trying to do it on your own. And the reason nothing has happened and nothing has come, come from it is because you just need to pray. You just need to connect. You're not meant to do life alone. It's time to plug into the power source. So prayer invites God into our lives. Prayer connects us with God. Prayer reminds us who we are and who's in charge. And prayer is our weapon against the evil in the world. So what I want to do as we close this morning is pray for you guys. But as I pray, I, I want you to ask yourselves this question. How is my relationship with God? How are me and God doing? Where are we at? When was the last time I was intentional to go off on my own and to connect with God? Like really connect with God. Like not in passing, hey God, please do this, but actually to take time and connect with Him. Because God wants to be a part of your life, but He will not force Himself on you. You have to choose it. And prayer has the power and the potential to change your life. You see, I can promise you, because I've seen this in my own life and I've seen this in the lives of so many other people, that if you choose to connect with God daily, Life will never be the same. So as I pray, I just want to encourage you to join me in prayer. Father God, I thank you that you're a God who wants to be known by your children. You're a God who wants to know your children. You're a God who is always there for us and is always supporting us. And that, and that you want to know us for who we are. The real us. Not the fake version we portray, but the real us. Father God, I pray as we go through our weeks, as we go through dark situations, as we go through problems and stresses and struggles, that we won't give up, we won't feel broken, we won't feel lost, but that we will know that we are supported by you, that you've got us, that you are with us, that you will always be for us. And Father God, I pray that we won't treat prayer simply as a way to get something from you, but rather that we will take time daily to connect with you from you, that we will invite you in, that we will connect with you, that we will re be reminded of who you are and who we are, that we will use prayer as a weapon to see things change. Just as we close, if I could get everyone just close your eyes and bow your head right now. practice just a little bit this morning. We'll wrap up in a second. Just with your head bowed and your eyes closed, nobody looking around because this is between you and God. I just want you to pray for a second. Because God, I need a break. I need a touch from you. Just pray and connect.
repent. God knows who you are. He wants to know the real you. You don't need to ask him for anything. You can just share what's going on in your life. God, I'm stressed. I'm struggling. Life is great. Father in heaven, holy is your name. God, thank you for who you are. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, I've got a bucket list of things I'd love you to do for me, but first I'm saying your will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. God, you know my needs. Provide for me. Forgive us our debt as we forgive those who sin against us. God, I know you're going to forgive me, so help me to forgive others. Don't allow us to go into the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. God, life is going to be tough, but help me to move through this. I want to declare this over you guys. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't allow us to go into the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. Declare this over each and every person in this room this morning. Amen. Amen.